0: Hello, Belinda.
1: Hi, Omar.
0: What's this week's theme?
1: This week's theme is card number 25, Orchid, represented by mystery. Can you embrace the unknown and be grateful for the mysteries in life? Hmm, as we explore this theme together this week, I just wanted to start off by giving a shout-out to Vince from Richmond, California. He facilitated a gratitude circle for teachers this fall. And he shared with us that the gratitude circle was super powerful for him because he was able to really understand the impact of synchronicity. And I love that um, synchronicity, as you call it, Omar, is all about beautiful coincidence. And in many ways, this card about mystery is all about the unexpected and the unknown and the beauty that can come from the unknown. So I just love that Vince highlighted that in his gratitude circle, how so many people chose cards that had so much unexpected resonance for them.
0: And what unexpected resonance did you have with Mystery this week?
1: Well, what was interesting about this week was... I drew a pretty big blank until maybe my dreams last night on what was going to be covered. And in many ways, I think that is the practice of mystery is how can we acknowledge that we're in the void and not force answers to come and just embrace that it's going to take its own time. Yeah. What about for you?
0: I definitely had a hard time thinking about mystery until I thought about its opposite. And then as soon as I thought about its opposite, it became much clearer. I saw this quote recently from Van Gogh, and he said, Normality is a paved road. It's comfortable to walk, but no flowers grow on it. And so on my morning walk today, and I was on the sidewalk... And I could just sort of see these nice smooth paths. That's our normality. And it's really the cracks in the sidewalk that create the mystery and they keep us on our toes. And the tripping is actually the sort of fun part of life. And so without mystery, we're really left with the mundane. And it's not that we can't delight in the mundane. It's just the mundane has so much more texture and flavor and, and, and delight when there's mystery sort of adjacent to it or part of it. And so for me, it's just been like, okay, where am I inviting the cracks in my life? Where am I inviting things to grow? And where is it okay to have a little bit of normality, right? like It's okay to sometimes just want to be able to walk without knowing I'm going to trip. Um, and so finding the sort of the balance between the mysterious and the mundane uh, is really where I started to appreciate this card
1: this card is one of the only ones in the deck that has this really dark uh, filled in image and and in, and in many ways mystery is so dark as well and I love that you're using the word the crack uh, the cracks in the pavement Uh for me, I see like what is what happens when you're in the dark and then you see a sliver of light that comes through that darkness. And and in many ways, that's the beauty, like you're saying, of of mystery is when we're in that place of the unexpected, something new can emerge. And I wonder, too, what is that fear of darkness for us? For What is it for you?
0: Well, I, I think it's all relative. I don't know who, who, who said it, but in the social justice world, there's this great line. Um, they tried to bury us, but they didn't realize that we were seeds. And I think to me, the darkness does not have to be bad. Like if you're a seed, then that's sort of an invitation to say like, okay, here I am ready to grow. And that, and so to me, I think it's more of our relationship to uh, what is going on around us and the clarity of who we are. And so when you're clear Mm. who you are, then you're like, Oh, great. I'm in darkness and now it's time for me to grow so I can reach out to the sun. And so, you know, and, and, and part of even then being a seed and growing. You're, you need the cycles of a day and a night. And so it's not like you want light all the time. And so it is that sort of contrast of normality, mystery, right? Darkness, light, rest, growth. I mean, that was, you know, last week's podcast was really around pausing and how do we actually take time to slow down? We want the darkness. We invite it so that it's actually a little bit of space to rest.
1: I appreciate that. What you're saying about how we need the darkness as much as we need the light because i think the darkness doesn't get as a uh, as much attention or as much uh, reverence as the light oftentimes but we need them both and as i was sitting with this theme of the mystery of the orchid what came up for me was how it's so present for me when i'm in a state of transition and I started to kind of trace back all the moments of like big time transition in my life. And then I started to notice that, wow, actually transition is almost happening in very subtle moments, even in our day-to-day lives. You know, the shift of the seasons, um, the celebration of another year of our lives and, and things like that. So I wonder for you, Omar, how do you navigate the unknown when you're in a big state of transition
0: i i navigate it very muscly would be the short answer you know i think this is why I, i love these practices is because i i know that i don't do it well on my own and so you know with whether it's meditation or mindfulness or gratitude, each of these practices are around noticing and becoming more aware. Mm. And then as I've deepened into these practices and, and learning more about the somatic and embodiment work, I think part of it is actually just learning about how am I reacting to the world? And each of my senses is interpreting everything that's happening around me. So instead of getting focused on what is happening around me, I've been really focused on how my sense is interpreting what's happening. And then I think the other thing that I've been coming to appreciate more is that it's not just the world happening to me. I am happening to the world. And so it's this beautiful dance again, right? It's not just this one-way street. So it's not that just change is happening to me. I am a part of that change as well.
1: Mm. And it's such an interesting way to weave in the theme of perspective with mystery in that how can we learn to sense and navigate life beyond the eyes? And in many ways, the darkness is almost like a teacher of how can you feel into your path or how can you sense things that you can't see yet? Because a lot of the unknown, it's like, it feels like it's a lot of the mind. Like, does my mind understand what is happening or what I need to do? And I I feel like for me, when I surrender to not having to see, then it's just so much easier to be in that mystery.
0: Yeah, I've been really obsessed lately with how much bias we have to visualizing things. Mm. And because it is so oriented to the mind. And you know, metaphors really then shape what we're seeing. And so I've been thinking about how time, for example, our relationship to time has evolved. It probably was once just marked by seasons and weather. And that's how we sort of noticed the change of time. We noticed the stars moving and then over time we realized, oh, there's a pattern to this and we were able to then start to see cycles. The first clock was actually invented by the Chinese and it was a water clock. And so it was powered by a river. And so time would move at the pace of the river and the river would move at the pace of the seasons. And so maybe in winter when Maybe it was ice. Time slowed down. And then in the spring, when the ice started to melt, time would sort of speed up. And then as maybe the water lessened through the summer and fall, time sort of again sort of was a little bit even. And it's only because we created a more mechanistic point of view of the world, we created a mechanical clock that all of a sudden time became this 24 hours. 24 hours became... 60 minutes 60 minutes became sort of 60 second increments and then all of a sudden time became money Hmm. so we move from time with cycles of seasons in life to time is now money and it became scarce and it became this thing that we thought we knew and in some ways it lost its mystery it became this very incremental thing and we lost sort of a relationship to how to just be present to this moment because we were obsessed with sort of how we can sort of break things down.
2: Wow.
1: It, it helps me hearing that because I think when I've been in the void or in the unknown or in a transition, I've tended to rush through it because I felt like, I don't have time to slow down. I don't have time to, you know, stop and figure this out. And it's true. It's like, what is the rush? You know, wouldn't life be boring if we knew all the answers and had the plan and we were just following that one step after the other?
0: If it were just this sidewalk, (laughs) if life was just this sidewalk with no cracks, yeah, it'd be a nice, easy walk, but it wouldn't be very interesting. And so, really, then appreciating each step, each moment, and where, you know, we can actually invite. I think that's the other thing is that what does it mean to actually not just walk and trip over a crack that you didn't see? But what would it mean to actually invite and actually take a hammer and actually crack the sidewalk yourself? (laughs) Right. Like, what are you like? It is not just this passive experience. What are we actually doing to invite? spaciousness and growth as opposed to sort of just waiting for something to slap us against the head and be like yo slow down
1: yeah or avoiding it it feels like the the avoiding of the unknown is uh, also can be very detrimental
0: It's just inviting the mundane <laughs> <laughs> well before we um, jump into the artist Arlene's story this week, I just want to also... Give a shout out to all of our listeners, um, and those that have been commenting and giving us ratings and just really generally spreading the word. Um, that's, this is a labor of love. We appreciate the support as we continue to just share our journey, uh, and really hope that you all are learning, sharing. And really, I think part of this is creating space for us to shift how we wanna be in this world. And each of us, when we do that, when we create a little bit of space in our lives to be more whole, uh, that's the resonance that we're trying to create in the world.
3: Today, I'll tell the story of the mystery card featuring this mysterious orchid. This is the only card in the deck that is not a line drawing and the only one I made with Sumi ink. The drawing is based on a flower my friend and neighbor gave me that kept me company in my studio. I decided to draw it in honor of her birthday. I love the blackness of Sumi ink, and I remember feeling like this single stem would be a good candidate to try out this new medium. The reason it became the mystery card is that I can honestly say I have no idea how I was able to draw this. You have much less control when using ink in a brush compared to pencil or pen. And I remember looking at the flower, dipping my brush in ink, then a little in water, and almost in a single movement, the drawing was born. No touch-ups, no fixing. When the ink hits the paper, it's like you can't turn back. All I can recall from the movement of my hand was that I was imagining touching the general shapes of the flower while intensely looking at it, almost without even looking down on the paper. In that way, it almost feels like a sculpture to me, like it was sculpted, not drawn. So this was clearly a drawing born of mystery. When I look at it, I still wonder about how it came to be. I think when we start embracing those moments of mystery, We start to realize the potential power each of us has in our lives, but it's like that power requires a different kind of attention, one where you really just have to keep showing up with an open heart and mind and no ego or expectations and be open to the mysteries that arrive to fill that space in your life.
1: No ego or expectation. That feels very liberating and... Inspiring in terms of just being able to be in each moment and just allowing the breadcrumbs to come and give us some insight on what to do next or how to be.
0: I appreciate the balance between control and surrender. Mystery is not one of those things that you can control. And so, (laughs) just what does it mean to then invite? That surrender um, to sort of say, like, okay, I'm going to just make this movement and whatever it is, it is. So I just, I'm imagining her with that just like elegant stroke and then just like boom, <laughs> there's a painting. And that's then what's also so beautiful, right? Is just that simple movement created this beautiful flower and this image that we're now getting to savor and appreciate. You know, I was looking at my mom's orchids that she has, like, I don't know, probably five or six on the breakfast room table. And I was excited to look at them relative to this card this week. And I was expecting these, like, beautiful flowers. There were no flowers there at all. And it was just these sticks and these, like, long stems. And, you know, and then you have, like, the green leaves coming out. And I was like, well, there's mystery for you. (laughs) You know, you're just, like, expecting something and something very different is there. And in some ways I was like, well, maybe that's part of why the orchid represents mystery as well, is that it just looks like a twig with these green leaves. And then all of a sudden these magical flowers emerge and you would never expect it out of something that looks so mundane.
1: I uh, got curious about the orchid and I started to do Google some fun facts about the orchid. And it's interesting because the orchid is one of the largest uh, and oldest family of flowering plants. So this this plant is potentially like 120 million years old, which is just like, I cannot even imagine. That's mind boggling. Uh, <laughs> and I can't remember um, yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? And it can actually produce 3 million seeds in a single pod. Which is, like, incredible. They're microscopic seeds, almost. Whoa. So I love how you, in the beginning of this conversation, wove mystery into time. Because in many ways, this orchid is a teacher about time and the mysteries of time.
2: Hmm.
0: And it just pollinates and keeps growing and and is now this, like... From a jungle to now, you know, a a gardener or anybody who loves flowers um, just appreciates this beautiful plant.
1: It's incredible.
0: So I think we're now going to hear, and we got a number of clips from our gratitude circles on mystery. And I, I think there's a certain irony that mystery has come up so many times in our gratitude circles. It's like, hey... I'm here. Pay attention.
4: (laughs) Don't forget me. I love orchids. I have orchids all around me at home, and um, the color purple on this particular drawing, I'm reading this book called The Secret Lives of Color, and I just read about the color purple, which is often associated with, like, nobility and mystery. and i was fascinated because you know there's no matter how many things we think we've encountered in our life the mystery never ends and it's like when we deal with the known and the unknown and the the whole idea of change right like most people really resist change because it's unknown it's kind of scary and the purple represents a kind of quality that has to do with um, the story around it is is around the fact that it's a very difficult color to make and a lot of sacrifice has to go in to making the color purple. It doesn't exactly reside in blue or in red. It's some combination and there are many grades, gradations of purple, what we would call purple. And so to be able to Embrace this particular color, with understanding that so much was was given to create this experience of this color. Um, it was something I just wanted to share, and I I love also the color purple. So that's my thought. Thank you.
0: I just wish we had the licensing rights to play Prince's Purple Rain right now, <laughs> um, but it's just there's something. I really appreciate about the sacrifice she said that was needed to just even create the color purple and and how it is this magical combination of colors then that's sort of it brings these things together in a powerful beautiful way
1: I'm appreciating all of the people that embraced mystery to then create the things that help us feel more comfortable or have lifestyles that are convenient. I'm just, um, it's kind of a tangent, but it's interesting how, um, yeah, in the process of creating the color purple, it's a gift that we can all now receive from those sacrifices and and then I'm just extending that to all the people that invented new things in the world that then we can all enjoy and benefit from. And it really does take stepping into the mystery and and embracing that. Like I'm imagining like literally you have to hug that darkness of the unknown to then create from that place
0: maybe we should change it from beautiful coincidence to just beautiful tangents.
4: <laughs> well, I, I'm a palliative care, social worker. So I work with people, um, kind of nearing the end of their life often or grappling with like serious illness. And it just makes me think about that work. And, um, yeah, there's just, so, there's just, there aren't answers sometimes. And, Um, and, and the times when I can be kind of okay with that, um, just goes much smoother. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Things that, that, if I, yeah, if I don't have to have all the answers or know everything, that's what comes up for
2: me.
0: Wow. Not needing to know the answer or realizing that not everything does have an answer. And I think that, again, it moves us from that logic, if then the mechanized clock where everything can absolutely be measured to realizing there's some things that aren't measurable, and that's okay. You know, that it's okay to actually appreciate something that is outside of our kind of day-to-day sort of knowledge and awareness. You know, just this contrast also makes me really sort of feel like the balance between the sacred and the sort of secular, right? Like knowing everything is very much then like, okay, how do I sort of remove the sacred and what sort of joy is in that?
1: I remember this circle with, with this person and, um, I was just really struck by how they're in the space of death regularly and when i was sitting with the idea of mystery it's it's hard to not fear that death you know whether it's actual physical death or the death of parts of your life and it's it's soothing to to say hey i don't need to know about what's going to happen at the end of this life or at the end of this transition and just just to be comforted by that not having to know
4: there's more mysteries than there are information and the more information that is gained the more mysteries are born so it's kind of like stop it <laughs> just enjoy the mystery cuz like if you knew everything like especially like what was going to happen in the future or all that stuff you what would be the point It would be completely besides the point. It wouldn't be life anymore. It would just be a movie that you've already seen. Like, enjoy. (laughs) Mm. This might be a bit, it might be a bit of a stretch, but I like the word mystery is pretty funny because it's kind of like my story, which is like always Mm. a mystery. But like, I mean, there's an E, but still, you know, it's a bit of a stretch, but it it tickled me.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yay to being tickled by words and the mystery and my story of things. Yeah, and it absolutely, my mind immediately went out to space. And, you know, when we look at a star, it's another sun. And around that sun are all these sort of planets like ours, or maybe not like ours, but these planets that are circling and orbiting around the sun. And each of those suns, which there are billions of, just in our galaxy are floating around this sort of black hole and there's billions of these planets and stars just in our known galaxy and with all those billions of planets and stars 90% or I think it's 95% of what exists is dark matter or dark energy like if you go to NASA's website they're like hey, all we can actually measure is 5%, these planets and stars, and everything in between the 95% of what actually exists, we literally have no tools by which to measure. And so this is, I think, the flip side of knowledge is that it creates this huge set of assumptions of building an awareness of the world based on knowing so little. And so it's not that embracing the mysterious or embracing the sacred is this like, oh, I don't like science or I don't know. In some ways, it's actually even more rigorous. It's saying like, instead of making all these assumptions on so little knowledge, how do we actually understand everything that we don't know and really embrace that? And what other tools and ways to measure things do we need to create that don't even yet exist?
1: And also just accepting that we can't possibly know it all. I, I love how the circle story is all about, wouldn't it be boring if you were just living the movie that you've already seen and, and how mystery just becomes more amplified the more that we know? It's like, okay, <laughs> this is not never going to be a, a battle that I can win in, with my knowledge. And how can I just accept that?
0: So I'm watching this new TV series called The Foundation. It's based on a book by Isaac Asimov. And there's this clip that just showed up in this week's episode around mystery. And basically, there's these settlers on this like super far distant planet. They've been, in some ways, castaways. And there's this huge... You know, object that's floating above them and at first it's like whoa I thought we were on this distant planet and yet clearly something or someone has been here before and there's like this force field around it so you can't approach it but then over time things happen and I love this what happens when we don't embrace the mysterious
2: all the settlers knew for certain was that the vault wouldn't allow anyone to approach it And so, they kept away. The slow ship was scuttled. A refuge built from its bones. And what was once mysterious became mundane.
0: When we don't engage in the mysterious, it becomes mundane. It loses its possibility. And so in some ways, I feel like uh, mystery is this invitation to keep exploring and have awe and wonder and curiosity. And when we don't engage in life with awe, wonder, and curiosity, then it just it loses in some ways a sense of discovery and possibility. It's taken for granted and made invisible. And then part of ourselves, I think, disappears too.
1: Yeah, just go on autopilot without even
5: knowing it sometimes.
0: Even when it's right in front of us.
5: I think what sort of comes out for me in that piece is that it's asking me not to just accept, but actually embrace the unknown and the mystery, which there's... A difference because the unknown can be um, scary at times and so just coming into acceptance is one thing but to actually embrace it is asking me to have a very different attitude toward it
0: I feel like we should have like a whole episode on just fear and what's our relationship to fear You know, and and, and sometimes I think we think of fear as a negative thing like oh I'm afraid I'm scared and then there's like a physical sort of movement away from that and you know and part of this is the biological bias of the brain to focus on the negative right to see something lurking in the shadows and so part of the practice is learning to actually be present to our feelings even fear I recently did an emotional intelligence test uh, based on your friend, and uh, one of the things it said about me was that like I had no fear, and and that wasn't a good thing. It said a little bit of fear is actually really good because it helps you become more in touch with what's happening, and so it was sort of an interesting thing where I I've maybe overdone it. <laughs> like I've like no, I'm going to override this fear button because by and large I've been able to experience more things in my life by overcoming my fear than actually being afraid of my fear. But I love the balance of like, maybe don't just overwrite it. What does it mean to actually feel it and then yet not be limited by it?
4: I've feel
1: for mystery that I've been able to be more settled into experiencing life as it has been like written for me versus forcing anything. So pulling this card last week, it definitely brought a sense of peace um, to my life, especially in my thinking patterns. Because sometimes I have a habit of just being obsessive about knowing, you know, what my future is going to look like. So I was really um, moved and even changed by this card last week. So it's good to see it again. I feel the sense of peace in her voice as she's talking about the mystery. And that's helping me feel that same peace. And it's interesting that she talked about her future self. Because recently, I, in my meditation practice, I've started to Invite my future self to coach me on how to be more in the mystery. And it's been uh, fascinating just to just to play with time in that way. And and it makes me feel less impatient about where I am in the present.
0: What is your future self telling you?
1: It's a lot of assurance through feeling safe in the void. So it's um it's not it's not like a message and that comes through my my mind and it's more this feeling of safety. Like I don't we don't, I don't have to be like what my ancestors were when they literally didn't have any light and and were fearful of predators in the dark at night and it wasn't safe. And it seems like my future self is, like, saying, you can rewrite that program now. It's it's safe to be in that unknown.
0: And how does that make you feel today?
1: My belly feels soft and more like a cat than a uh, <laughs> crocodile.
0: <laughs> of course, it's a cat. You know, the other piece that I appreciated was her recognizing the patterns of her mind. And I believe it's in the opening passage of Brene Brown's book, the gifts of imperfection, when she said, once you see a pattern, you can't unsee it. And so part of these practices are helping us to sort of see like, Oh, what happens when I see something unexpected? What happens when I see a crack in the sidewalk? What happens when I see mystery? What is my response? And to become aware of that pattern and sort of say like, okay, is this a pattern that I want to keep? Or is this a pattern that I want to disrupt? And each time that happens, it's an invitation to unsee things in a different way.
1: For this next clip, we're going to hear about a reflection on mystery based on the year of 2020 last year
2: as awful as it was in so many ways for so many people, I think that it opened me up personally to mystery and to the acceptance, like you said, Omar, the acceptance of the unknown, um, because it seems like almost every month there was something else thrown at everybody, um, sometimes physical, sometimes emotional sometimes the solitude that was imposed on us and all that and i just feel like um releasing an anchor that's weighed us down by the mystery of of the unknown and and really leaning into it um has been a really powerful lesson for you know i don't consider myself a type a but for those who are type a and just really like to have everything neat and you know tied with the bow and the icing and all that 2020 just threw it all away and then for the for people who are comfortable with not having things perfectly in place we all had jolts and um to get to the side of being able to be grateful for it um and embrace it is has been hard and I love that the card came up because it called on us to, to pay attention to that, right? And so we don't know, we still don't know what 2021 is all going to look like, but we also don't know all the answers to life. And if we made it through that, we can um, blaze our paths.
0: I, for one, am certainly grateful for 2021 after 2020 and the shedding of everything and I appreciated the shedding um, but I'm also uh, grateful for the regrowth and renewal
1: as she was talking I just had this visual of all of us on planet earth untethering like um, dandelion seedlings or a balloon taking flight in the sky and how important that is to for collective and personal change to happen
0: I'm excited because one of our team members, Melissa, is sharing in her journal entry for this week.
5: I picked mystery and courage. Of course, not surprising. Two major guiding forces necessary when holding big questions about the direction of my life and the choices I make. Reminders to be brave and grateful for the mysteries ahead. Loving myself enough to make choices from the heart. I feel like a broken record, but I guess I'll just keep getting these messages until I can actually embody, practice, and believe it. I'm actually um, tearing up a little bit and getting emotional reading this out loud for the first time since I read it. Um, about three months ago, and I think the reason I'm getting emotional is because this is something I—it just feels like a lifelong lesson that I'm meant to learn, and it—and it just this week feels so so present in my life. This this desire for courage, this desire to make choices from the heart to not be afraid of the mystery, like, these are the things that I really, really want to learn and embody, and I get emotional because I care so deeply. I can envision the way I want to be in the world, the way I want to live, without fear of the unknown, just listening to my heart and making decisions bravely, and I want that so much for myself, and so I guess it's good that I care so deeply and And all I can do is, is keep, keep working at it and keep prioritizing it, telling myself it's important, even when I don't feel like I'm making progress, like this is important and I can envision that way of being. And so all I can do is keep trying it, keep getting support from others who are modeling it and love and forgive myself. For every step of the way, so I was not expecting this to come out when I um, read this this entry, but um, it means it means that it matters. So it was right for this moment.
3: I'm
1: appreciating Melissa's courage to share with such vulnerability, and I could really feel the softness of her heart and. And just this reminder that even if we don't know or can't see where we're heading, our hearts can always be a guide. How we're feeling in the moment about something can help us just take that next step. And maybe if we saw life more like a scavenger Mm -hmm. hunt rather than a trip with a destination, it would just be liberating.
0: I appreciate her practice and recognizing that it's the practice that creates the embodiment i tell my daughters that practice doesn't make perfect i tell them that practice makes progress and Mm -hmm. when they were in elementary school i remember them coming home one day and they're like daddy The kids at school are so funny. They got it totally wrong. Instead of saying practice makes progress, they said practice makes perfect. That makes no sense. There is no perfect. There's only progress. (laughs) And so, you know, we can tell ourselves new stories, right? We can create new frames Mm. and relationships for how we're living in the world. And this is why the words matter. This is why the practices matter. Because everything isn't a sidewalk. It is actually a path that's being created today.
5: I'm going to hear one more journal entry hi my name is mo and i wanted to do a little gratitude reading um i did a big card poll but the cards that are sticking out to me are grace and mystery grace has come up a lot for me and i've wondered why and what does it have to do with me followed by mystery makes sense and affirms what others in the universe have been asking of me to slow down to breathe. Rest and reconnect with myself and close out a huge chapter of my life. To let the ending be soft and in turn be soft with myself. And then once it is done, I may pick up the pencil and start writing what's next for myself and accept all of those pieces that are meant for me. I also pulled growth, which capped my whole reading and that gave me a refreshing sense of joy that I'm moving in the right direction.
1: Let that ending be soft. Feels like there's a lot of grace in that as we navigate the mysteries. And especially right now, collectively, we're all in the same void in many ways.
0: I'm reflecting on the embodiment coach's words um, that he gave us or gave me in particular around how to be present in a way that isn't like a wet noodle, but also not like a dry noodle either, right? Because a dry noodle will just crack and break and a wet noodle will sort of like shrivel up and disintegrate. And so what is that like right balance of how to bend in a way? And maybe it's switching the metaphor and being more of like a blade of grass or a tree limb that can bend or a reed that can bend. And I think that's kind of finding that the right way in which we can actually be present to change. And what is that metaphor that we want to embody? What is that practice that we want to hold for ourselves until we believe that it's true?
1: So the practice for this week on mystery, I've got two um, practices that I want to share. One is pretty personal. So when I, First, I was getting adjusted to living in a rural part of nature, very wild land here in Mount Shasta. I found myself a little scared at night, and um, especially in the fall when you start to notice the darkness coming in earlier and earlier. And one of the things I did to feel more safe in that darkness, and in many ways, it was a metaphor for life um, was I would purposely go out at twilight while there was still a little bit of light and I would walk until it got dark and I would just tell myself that I'm safe to walk in this darkness. So for you, I invite you to Embrace the mystery of life, either by just taking some time at night, this week, today, as we're recording, it's the new moon, the beginning of a new cycle. So just take some time outside and just say to yourself, I invite the mystery of life. I am safe in the unknown. And just let that be a metaphor for this beautiful, messy, uncertain life that we're all navigating.
0: Thank you, Belinda, for the wonderful practice. Thank you to our listeners. If you haven't bought your own Gratitude Blooming cards, we invite you to go to gratitudeblooming.com and really create that practice, that way of embodying what you want to be in the world and how you want to be in the world. How do you want to respond to mystery and change? It isn't actually a mystery how the practice works. It's just showing up each and every day. Like I told my daughters, practice makes progress. And we invite you to progress in your way.
1: And let the cards, let these messages from nature help you navigate the uncertainty. Pick a card and see what beautiful coincidence emerges for you.
0: Cheers.
4: Cheers.